0: on everybody welcome back to another episode of breaking the goal line i am your host as always russell goddard and we are getting into week 11 recording this on a friday morning actually uh so game still fresh in my head we're gonna jump into last night's game the patriots are back ladies and gentlemen they aren't only back they are jaws they're in the water the theme song is playing bill belichick is circling the entire The entire AFC, ladies and gentlemen. Jump right into that. Uh, Nine early games this week. Love a nine early game slate window. That is fantastic. I always look at it. It's like, man, nine early games. That's awesome. How many late games? Oh, three. Why couldn't you just bump one of the early games down to the late game? I I, I understand. I get it. You know, where where they're playing. A lot of East Coast teams, right, playing. You don't really want to play in the afternoon. But we did that last week. We, we had East Coast teams, uh, like we have it all the time. I'm, I just, my thing is NFL. Hey, can we just always have four late games? Because this three late game shit, sometimes when you have a slate in, in the late games this week, uh, I actually shouldn't be terrible, but last week I said the same thing and they were god awful. All of them were blowouts except for one. This one shouldn't be terrible. We've got the Cardinal Seahawks in there in Seattle, Cowboys against the Chiefs, right? At Bengals Raiders right off the bat. It sounds like a good three games and we should be too locked in, should have a nice fun afternoon. But in this NFL 2021, especially this year, I, I mean, we could have all blowouts right here. I, what if Kyler doesn't play? I'm just saying NFL Roger Goodell. Can we just have four late games every time? That's all I'm asking for. So we're going to get in early games. We're going to get into late games. Uh, Sunday night game, Steelers-Chargers this week. Uh, Bill- uh, Monday night game, Giants-Bucks this week. So not too completely glamorous games, uh, but I think both of them will have their own uniqueness uh, in- into them. So we'll jump into all that and much more. But before we do, as always, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast, the one that you are currently listening to right now. It is called Breaking the Goal Line with your host. Once again, that's me, Russell Goddard. Go ahead and give me a subscribe. Give me a follow if you have. I appreciate it. Thanks for riding with us the whole time. New listeners, I appreciate you tuning in. Keep coming every week, two episodes a week. We putting out. If you listen on Apple iTunes, go ahead and leave a review. Five stars, preferably. Uh, and that would be, you know, it helps to show a lot. It'd be really appreciated. And it helps to show a lot. All right, guys, roll into it. Also, bear, just, you know, PSA real quick. You know, bear with me. I have a little bit of the sniffles in uh, and, and every morning for whatever reason, especially when the season starts to turn to fall. I go outside to have my cup of coffee and I just get the sniffles afterwards. It might be something in the air, whatever it is. I get like get, a I get little sniffles for like an hour, hour and a half. So bear with me. You might be hearing that, you know, through the pot. I apologize, but just, you know, bear with me. We're going to hopefully, you know, the entertainment in, 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 in what I put out is more than a fucking sniffle in the background here. But let's jump into last night's football game, Patriots went to Atlanta and made Matt Ryan look like a rookie quarterback. Made Arthur Smith look like he didn't know what he was doing. And if if I had to question if he isn't even an offensive coach. They ran one play, one play past the 50-yard line in the first half. One, a single. It was not good. This Patriots defense is... Absolutely dynamic. And when I say that, they don't have a huge, big splash players, but they got a bunch of good key pieces everywhere that play team football. When I watch this Patriots defense, they are running around. They are scary. They play scary, team fast football. That wins football games. That is what Bill Belichick has been preaching since he was with Lawrence Taylor and the Giants kicking fucking uh, uh, the San Francisco Giants ass to get to the Super Bowl, baby, and win one in 85, right? So yeah, when you've got a defense that flies around, has got a pass rusher like Matthew Judon, has got pieces in the back like J.C. Jackson, Kyle uh, Kyle Duggar, Bill can just do so much, and this team flies around. There is not a selfish person on this defense, and you can tell it, it is do your job. Do your job, and... The play is gonna happen. Your teammate's gonna come and make a tackle. You're gonna force the runner in, into a teammate. Do your job. That that I mean, since I was a kid, especially on defense, but also on offense. You know, in any type of football, any sport, if you you are preached to just do your job. If you are covering the flats in a in a, in a cover three, well, that's your job. Don't bite on a run fake. Don't go deep, right? Don't run with the run linebacker, a running back coming out of the backfield on a wheel route. No, play the flats. Do your job. And this Patriots team does their job better than any defense in the NFL. They do their job. They hold their position. And they play scary team fast defense better than any defense in the NFL. Now, it doesn't mean that they're the best defense. But I think they're the best team defense in the NFL. I think the Packers are actually creeping up on a close second. But right now, to me, the New England Patriots are easily, easily the scariest defense in the NFL right now. And when you flip and you flip the coin over and you look on the other side of this on of this team and the offensive side, their defense is killing it. They're going to hold teams to low points. Matthew Judon's going to do his thing. J.C. Jackson has an interception every game. Kyler Duggar's the man. Kyle Van Noy had a pick six last night from Josh Rosen, who stepped in the game. Oh, and then Felipe Franks stepped in the game. His first pass was an interception. Three quarterbacks threw a pick last night. Three, three separate quarterbacks for Atlanta Falcons threw an interception. One of them was for six. Jesus. So if you look on the flip side of this and you go, okay, well, they got the defense. Well, do they have the offense? Now, some of you might go, eh. But I go, yes. They have a run game that absolutely destroys people. Between Damian Harris, Ramondae Stevenson, and Brandon Bolden bouncing in in and out on some pass plays, on on run plays, their, their run game is elite. Their offensive line work on the run game is elite. Now, their outside playmakers aren't elite. But they're good enough to do the job because your quarterback, number 10, who they tra- who they went up, they took, and they didn't trade up, sorry. They, they took 15th overall McCorkle Jones from the University of Alabama, who I thought it was like fishing in a barrel for him. It was literally fishing in a barrel at Alabama. You had all these star-studded guys, running backs, offensive linemen, wide receivers, tight ends. He could just pick what he wanted to do and throw the football. Right, I, I thought coming into it, and I've said this before, Mac Jones is an NFL quarterback, but he's not a first-round talent. I think Mac Jones at the very it has it has a ceiling. I didn't think he was Kirk Cousins. I thought he was lower than Kirk Cousins, so I thought he'd start for a couple years and then become a backup. Mac Jones has gotten better, much like Justin Fields, every single week. His footwork in the pocket, his pocket presence, his accuracy, his leadership—he is developing. I mean purely developing so fast, so fast. It's insane, it's right in front of our eyes. And when you look and look back in the, uh, back in August when they were talking about camp and how people came in and said, "Whoa, he's advanced as a rookie." I said, "Yeah, yeah, they always say that. You know he's advanced as a rookie more than I thought he was going to be. I thought he would probably have I thought he went to easily the best place to go. The New England Patriots was 100% out of all 32 teams in the NFL. I thought was probably the best, and then I thought San Francisco was the second best, but they didn't take. Him. They took Trey Lance, which is fine. That's what I, I would have done too. So he goes to the perfect place for him, and now he's developing week in and week out. Now he's not gonna go. He's not doing anything that you you go. Whoo, man! That's Lamar Jackson. That's Kyler Murray. That's Patrick Mahomes. That's Josh Allen. No, but he's a winner. When I look at Mac Jones. I just can't help to think that he's a winner. Like, the dude is just a winner. And at one point, he was 11 for 12 for 142 yards and a touchdown last night. 11 for 12 at one point, 142 in a TD. And well, he was 21 to 25 at one point. The dude is just, and it's, it's oh it's, he's not throwing anything deep. It's Tom Brady, dink and dunk dink and dunk. Well, one, it's not. And dunk. And two, why the fuck wouldn't you do it if it's working? This is everyone's like, oh, you can't be it. You can't because he doesn't throw the ball very far. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. But a lot of his passes are, I don't know, schemed open by one of the best offensive coordinators in the NFL who knows how to take a piece and use their talent to make them better. I just, uh, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I never understood that argument with Tom Brady. Never. Whenever, when he, whenever I ask somebody, like, you know, what a Tom Brady is great, he can't be the greatest because he just dinks and dunks. You're an idiot. My mind immediately switches off. I'm sorry, you're an idiot. I can't have a conversation with you anymore because you clearly don't know what you're talking about. Mac Jones. Now I'm not saying he's like, oh my God, Mac Jones, ladies and gentlemen, is the future of the NFL. We're winning six World Se- World Series Super Bowls, World Series. God, I just watched a documentary on Atlanta on Atlanta this season. That Super, I just Mac Jones is just a solid player, and and he just is getting better every week. It's 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 very rare when you have a rookie quarterback is able to come in that does not have the athleticism. The, the great arm strength, the superior accuracy, and just develop week in and week out, and win five straight games, and now are seven and four. Mac Jones has led his team as a rookie. Now, of course, Bill Belichick and this defense, and a lot has is obviously a contributing factor. But the way that Mac Jones is able to handle himself on a football field is impressive, and I talked about this last week. But being able to see him on a standalone Thursday night football game against an Atlanta Falcons team that I thought would at least come to play, but they couldn't. Now, their defense did hold. Atlanta's defense is getting a little bit better. Their defense held for as long as they could, but that offense wasn't going to move the ball on Bill's defense. No way in hell. They were not moving the football. And they shot themselves in the foot too many times with penalties as well. (laughs) This Patriots team is scary. They are scary. They are jaws in the water right now. They're Jaws. We're Jaws here. They are on you and, and you think, okay, they're coming. I hear the music. The music's still far away, right? It's just that's first done. Uh, no, it's not. Ladies and gentlemen, you're on the dun-na-na. bill bills. Buffalo, you're on the da it's there. Its mouth is open. Bill Belichick is going to swallow you whole, Buffalo. He's going to swallow the entire AFC whole if you're not careful. Get your harpoons out. Go get the crazy fucking guy from Jaws with the one eye or the wooden leg and go out there and hunt yourself a great white because Bill is hunting your ass. They are coming and they are here. They are circling you. You are drowning if you're an AFC team and your name is not the New England Patriots. Now you could say Tennessee is playing great, and they are. So maybe Tennessee, they're on a yacht you know, 400, 500 miles away. But Bill knows where they're at too, and he he can hear them. He hears all the loud party music. He hears Ryan Tannehill and, and AJ popping bottles. So after he's done eating everybody else in the AFC, he's coming for Tennessee. And guess what? They play next week. And if Tennessee loses this week, it'd be huge. I don't think they will. I think they're going to win. So going into that game, you'll have a 9-2 Tennessee Titan team and a 7-4 New England Patriot team. And if Buffalo loses to the Colts this week, which I think is very, very, very realistic, even though they're a 7-point favorite, which I think is ridiculous, ridiculous. They're getting way overhyped from last week. If Buffalo loses... New England is first place in the division at the end of this Sunday. Then if they go on and beat Tennessee next week, can you imagine? Can you imagine the fear that will be stricken into every team in the NFL? Not just an AFC team. Not just the Buffalo Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins who will all get together and go cry in a corner somewhere. Because because Bill is back and they don't want to get beaten anymore. They're tired of getting beaten every night. So they're going to go cry and hide in a corner. The entire NFL will be put on notice. And the Bills still gotta play him twice. That's awesome. I, that is fantastic. I don't think I could have had a better setup for the AFC East. I picked the Bills to win it. I thought that I even said they could go undefeated at home. They've been atrocious at home this year. Atrocious at home this year. And they get to play the Patriots twice. They're gonna split those. I imagine they're splitting it. That's huge. We're gonna I I, I, I would not be surprised if the Patriots win this division. Buffalo, they got to get it going here. This is a huge week for them. <gasps> but the Patriots and Bill Belichick, Mac Jones, on Bill Belichick's back, circling the water. dun it. dun it. dun it. dun it. dun it. And then they're just going to take a big bite out of your ass. Okay, let's jump right into some of these early games here. Uh, let's start out first early game of the day. Ravens and Bears. Ravens flying to Chicago. Take on a team that's just... Seems like they have their quarterback. It, it just really, to me, seems like they got their guy. But this team is just in shambles. Matthew Nagy doesn't really know what he's doing. I'm calling him Matthew now instead of Matt because I just – he deserves to be called a full name with how horrible he was. You know, you don't deserve Matt. You deserve Matthew now. Like like your mother yells at you, You know, your whole – your entire name, you know, middle name and everything. I don't know Matthew's middle name or I'd use it in this – third. He, he's, he hasn't been good. And the Bears – Coming off of a bye. We haven't seen Justin Fields in a while. Last time we saw him, myself, and a lot of people said, okay, that was a game. He's, he, he could be the guy in this league for this team. And I, and I believe that. The Ravens are coming off of a loss last Thursday night to the Miami Dolphins. And it wasn't just a loss. It was an absolute ass-kicking. Miami handled it from the jump. Lamar, terrible. The defense, terrible. Now they got to go into Chicago against a team off of a bye. But did you know and in, in Chicago Bears last six, six years, the last six buys, their next game, they haven't won. They're 0-6, 0-6 coming off a buy the last six years. That is terrible. That is awful. Matthew Nagy, that is terrible. Uh, when, when I look at good coaches, they come good off the buy. Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, John Harbaugh, who, who, who did actually lose off his buy this year, but very rare that that happens. I got Lamar. I got this offense, I got this defense going into Chicago on a nice early, what, would be a 1 o'clock starting Eastern time, so it's, what is it, 12, 12 o'clock in Chicago, good noon kickoff there for them, it's not a super far travel or anything, I think Lamar and this offense and this team, they get back together here, this Bears team's gonna put up a fight, but I just don't see how they can stop Lamar, we've seen Lamar off of big losses. What does he do the next week? He comes back and he runs for 100 yards and he throws for 250 yards and he has three tall touchdowns. So I'm thinking somewhere around that line is probably what it's going to be. But this game is about Justin Fields. Justin Fields is going to have to make the plays. He's going to have to make the throws. Matthew Nagy is going to have to go listen, we've got to let him throw now. We have to start letting him throw more. I understand, you know, you're, you're, and what they've been doing the last three, three, four weeks that they played, it's getting there, right? They're running the ball a little bit better. They're starting to get involved. They're doing play action but now Justin Fields needs to start back and throw this football cuz he's a very natural thrower. The only the only way you're beating this Ravens team is if Justin Fields can beat him through the air. Uh probably the game, I mean, I guess it's the nation's game of the morning, like the, the game of the week in the morning, uh Packers at Vikings. To me it's not. To me the next game up in uh uh you know, up in New York. That game is the game of the week, early game for me. But Packers at Vikings, just a traditional NFC North battle here. Vikings are playing a lot better than their record shows. The Vikings-Vikings team is definitely better than their record. And Packers coming off of a – Aaron Rodgers coming off a game where he just wasn't good. But he didn't practice for 10 days. So it's like, like oh, Aaron was terrible. He was going to walk in. No, he didn't practice for 10 days. I think Green Bay kicks their ass. I think, And I think the Vikings are a good team. Aaron Rodgers against Zimmer – is seven seven and one in his career, right? And that includes when Zimmer was the defense coordinator for Cincinnati for shit. He was there for like four or five years. He's like seven seven and one in his career, he, he, so it's right there. But he beats him on the Packers. He doesn't lose to them, right? Since Zimmer's been the head coach of the Vikings, I think that record's been like five and one. So he got all he got all his wins when he was in, was defense coordinator in Cincinnati because Aaron, Aaron just kills him. I expect this Packer team, even without Aaron Jones, I expect A.J. Dillon to just step into that role and be a dominant guy like he is. Have you seen his thighs? Jesus. Aaron's going to be back. Another week of practice. We're ready to go. It's an NFC North battle. I think the Vikings fight tough for the first quarter, maybe quarter and a half. Maybe even first half. But the Packers eventually come up, they just eventually put it on. I think their defense is playing way too good right now. I think this uh, this offense, if Aaron could just, you know, find find his groove again, which he clearly had it before, you know, the Rona got him. Just find his groove again. Let Devontae go. Let Devontae score a couple TDs, let Aaron AJ Dillon in the backfield. You know, I don't care they don't have Aaron Jones. I don't. This is an NFC North battle. And and when are saying that, anything can happen in a division game, right? Anything can happen. The Vikings can win this football game. I really doubt it, though. I think the Packers probably put a whooping, whooping on them after not really scoring that many points. What did they score? 13, 16 total points against Seattle? I mean, that's all they needed because they shut them out. They absolutely shut them out. But they got go to go to Minnesota here. I think Minnesota's a better team than their record says. They played a lot of close games. They're going to fight. And if Dalvin Cook can have himself a day, maybe the Vikings stay in this a lot longer. I think Green Bay kind of handles business here, though, in Minnesota. Now, my early game of the day, Colts traveling to Buffalo. I already touched on this a little bit when I talked about how the dominant the Patriots have been the last five games and how all of a sudden we look up and they're 7-4 and, and no one even picked them to win seven football games. Except for me. I think I did. Oh, yeah. And Bill Belichick, Coach of the Year. I think I said that, too. But for them to do that, for Bill to win Coach of the Year, for for the, for, the, for them to win the division, they have to go through this team right here in the Buffalo Bills, so you have to take on the Colts. And they got Carson Wentz, Jonathan Taylor, who's going to be the leading rusher in the NFL this year because Derrick Henry's out. But even so, have you seen this man? I think he would have gave Derrick Henry. Now, Derrick Henry eventually, no matter what, was having more carries. I think they have the exact same amount of rushing yards, like 937. But Derrick Henry has 60 more carries than Jonathan Taylor. So think about that. Jonathan Taylor is the exact same amount now. It it is two weeks more, but 60 less carries, 60 less. That means he's doing a lot with his carries, a lot. If he's averaging almost four yards a carry right now, Jonathan Taylor is an absolute baller. He's a monster. And the Colts' run defense has been very, very shaky as of late. You know, the first couple weeks, three, four weeks, you know, best offensive, def- best offense and defense in the league. You know, they were stopping everybody. You know, I mean, they had that, they had that loss to the Steelers at home, but that's they were still playing really good. Now, this run defense seeing some holes. Their rookies are getting moved a little bit. You know, they're kind of getting adjusted to the, you know, these offensive linemen and getting adjusted to them. they they're getting moved. This Colts team can do it, and they're hot. And this Colts defense is no slouch. But they got to come into Buffalo, who last week just slaughtered the Jets just slaughtered them and, and they're getting seven points because of that. The, the bills two weeks ago, ladies and gentlemen, lost nine to six, was it six to three or nine to six, whatever nine to six, right to Jacksonville nine to six to Jacksonville. The next week they come out and blow out a divisional opponent. That isn't very good. And now all of a sudden you have Indianapolis come in and you get seven points. That's ridiculous. Vegas. That is, that is disrespect to the Colts. And I listen, I, I think, I think everyone is picking the Bills this week. I think but the Colts are hot, and I think they're going to take that a little disrespect. Frank Wright's a good coach. He knows how to get his players riled up. Carson Wentz, all he has to do is not turn the ball over. I know the last couple of weeks he has been, but look at the first six. He didn't turn it over. And this team is rolling to their hot. Levante David's got uh, 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 Darius Leonard's coming back. They are ready to roll on the defense and offensive side of the ball. They're healthy right now. Michael Pittman Jr. is a stud. T.Y. Hill doesn't really matter, so it doesn't matter if he's in the game or not. They got ballers. This game's going to be fun. This is two good defenses and two good offenses. Yeah, two two dynamic quarterbacks, right? Kind of gunslingers that can throw the ball deep. Throw the ball deep. And make moves on their own. I mean, Carson Wentz is an athlete, ladies and gentlemen. He can, he can run for 15 yards. Josh Allen leaps over anybody that's in his way. This game is fun. This is second TV written all over. Red zone on one. This on another one. Very Close game here. I think it's going to come down to a Josh Allen or Jonathan Taylor big play. Whoever does it towards the end of the game has got that play, makes that one special play, wins this football game. Lions and Browns. Um, Jesus. I, I mean, just looking at Lions against the Browns, like, if you just wouldn't tell me, if you haven't watched football in 10 years and I told you, hey, you want to come over and watch the Lions and the Browns game, you'd look at me like I'm a fucking crazy person. Like, dude, what? Lions against the Browns? That sounds horrible. Well, you know, early in the season, it'd be like, oh, the Browns are going to blow them out. The gonna... uh, Lions are horrible. The Browns are just struggling like crazy. Baker doesn't look very good. He looks below average. Nick Chubb, is he going to be healthy? Is he not going to be healthy? He's got the COVID. I think he's coming back. This Browns team, though, they're banged up on the defensive side. I think they lost some confidence. After, going, after absolutely annihilating Cincinnati, and then the next week, Getting your ass kicked as as bad as they did. I think they're a little demoralized right here. But it's a perfect bounce back game. And they need it desperately. At home, have a putrid Jared Goff Lions team coming in. Now, I like DeAndre Swift. I like this Lions team is fighting. I hope Dan Campbell gets a win. Just don't think it's going to be this week. I don't think it's even though how bad I think the Browns are playing right now. I think they squeak out this win on Nick Chubb and those legs. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. They won it by three points, and the Lions lose another heartbreaker. Here we go. Here we go. Ron Rivera, one of my favorite coaches. I just love, love watching that guy coach. A cancer survivor and the former head coach of the Carolina Panthers, going back to Charlotte to face his old team and old quarterback, Number he drafted this guy, number one overall, Sir Cameron Newton. He's back, Ron's back. They're battling in Carolina. It's gonna be fun for the fans. If you're a Carolina Panthers fan, this game is fun for you. It just is. It's fun for a team that's going absolutely nowhere and probably will go nowhere for the rest of their for the rest of their franchise. Then that's fine. You know, some franchises just don't go anywhere. And I know that's a shot and it might be mean, but it might be the reality. So you get a game like this, you get Cam Newton back in. I'm sure this is going to be sold out. There's no way U.S. Is not US Bank is not sold out. You got Ron Rivera coming in, who took you to a Super Bowl, who's one of the best, if not the best coach in the history of your franchise, with the biggest player in the history of your franchise also back. This is a sold out game. Strictly because those two are going to be there. I think Washington wins this football game. Carolina's favored. They're at home. They're favored by three, or I think two maybe now. I think Washington wins this football game. I just do. I know, I know Carolina's coming off of that huge win in Arizona against Colt McCoy, who played putrid. I mean, terrible. Not not even close to the same that he played the week before. Huge win. They're feeling good. You know, they they just they, – but they got a, they're got feeling great. You know, big win. Cam's back. Excitement's in the air for Carolina. They got a tough, tough Washington football team coming in now who just beat the defending world champions. Didn't just beat them. Beat the shit out of them. I mean, beat them up. Just literally, if it was a bar fight, eh, they would all be knocked out. I mean, it'd be over quick. they beat the crap out of them. Out-physical them. Out-coached them. Out-schemed them. Every single person. Now, Chase Young is out for the season. He did tear his ACL. I think that is a blow. But the way that Ron Rivera can get this team going... The other guys that they have on the team, Sweat and, and those other big-time defenders that they have, the defense has not been up to par with what everyone thought they were going to be. Their passing defense has actually been kind of weak. But hey, guess what? Cam Newton can't throw the fucking ball. So you know what? It doesn't matter if your passing defense is weak because you got a guy that can't throw. You, he can't throw. I don't understand what we all expect to see. We saw it in this season, in the offseason, in the preseason. We saw him. He couldn't throw. We saw it last year. He couldn't throw, and now all of a sudden he's going to come into Carolina and they're going to beat the Washington Reds. Oh gosh, dang it! The Washington football team with Ron Rivera coming in as the head coach. No, you're not. They are a better football team. Now Carolina's defense is feisty, and they're going to fight, and they're going to. Re- if they do win this game, it's going to be because of them. And let's see what Heineke can do. But if you tell me I have to choose between Heineke and Newton, I'm taking Heineke all day every day. Now, Christian McCaffrey could be the just could be the factor, the determining factor in this football game because that dude is so good. Christian McCaffrey is so good. He he came in last week against the Cardinals fresh legs and you could tell he was running people over. He was jump cutting through holes, stopping on a dime, spin, making people miss, catching one-handed ball. I mean, that guy is a fucking beast. And he could be the determining factor because when you got a player of his stature, his caliber, and his ability, he can take over a game and win a game. He really could. But I think Washington comes into Carolina, Ron Rivera, his old team. I think uh I don't think Cam Newton has a very good game this year, this week either. I mean, he might have a couple rushing touchdowns, but he ain't he can't throw. He can't throw. Texans and Titans. Uh, is this is this really gonna be I mean, come on. I mean, it's a divisional game, and I think the Texans, who are fighting hard, I think they put Davis Mills back in, see if that can spark something up. But Tennessee's just so hot right now. They are playing great football on both sides of the ball. And when it's, it's without Derrick Henry, and it's without Julio Jones. Ryan Tannehill has not been what he was the last two seasons. But he doesn't really need to be. This defense is coming alive. And you can see, much like Mac Jones, you don't have to be Patrick Mahomes. If you got a defense that gets pressure, a defense that causes turnovers, a defense that doesn't allow scoring drives, it, it, may, it puts a lot of pressure on you. And that's right now what Tennessee has. Tennessee has that. And Ryan Tannehill doesn't have to be fantastic. He can be, you know, the 12th best quarterback, you know, in the league that week. And they can win by 20. <laughs> they can win by 20 every week if he's the 12th best quarterback right now with the way that they're playing. It's pretty impressive. I, I think Titans go to 8-2. and two. Niners and Jags, is this the last, no, it's not, that's right, we had nine, Niners and Jags, look, San Francisco is coming off of an absolute molly whopping of their divisional opponent at home, right, they they beat the shit out of the Rams in, in San Francisco, just from start to finish, out physical them, out-worked them, out-schemed them, out-coached them, out-everything, out-everything, now you come in, and you, you, go, you go to Jacksonville, right, now you're going to Jacksonville, a team that is not very good but has beaten a big dog this year, right? Nine to six Buffalo. Really? But you come into Jacksonville, this is a must win for Kyle. And it's not just a must win. You need to win this by 10 plus Kyle. You have to, you can't just have that kind of game against the Rams and then go into Jacksonville and win that game by three points. That would be absolutely underwhelming and nobody would take you seriously If you want to make a playoff push, if you want to get your guys going, if this is going to happen, it starts this week off. It doesn't start with the win against the Rams. That's what everyone thinks. Everyone thinks that it's the win against the big team that really gets them going, right? That sparks the season. Oh, they beat the Rams. Now they can really get it going. No, it's not that win. Yes, you need that win. But it's the next week that's the most important because you can't have a winning streak unless you win the following week. And I, the next week, especially when you go from a capable team like the Rams to one of the bottom feeders in the league like the Jacksonville Jaguars, you have to blow them out. You have to for your team. It has to be a 10-point, 10 10-plus 10 point victory minimum. Minimum 10-plus points. Because if you can't and you squeak this game out by three points, uh, I'm, I, I just, I don't, I don't care that you win. You clearly aren't somebody. to to, to even consider to even consider to make any noise because if you did beat the Jags by just three points well Jimmy Garoppolo probably was terrible again or someone got hurt or your defense just went shit the bed and you're just an inconsistent football team and Kyle just hasn't got it right so we'll see this is the game that matters for the Niners way more than last week now you needed to get the win and the winning against the division is great but you have to beat the Jags you have to 10 plus points Kyle No excuses. Fins at the Jets, uh, an AFC matchup. And to be honest, when I first saw this game, I was kind of, I was like, okay, all right. We got Dolphins at the Jets right now. These two teams, they're battling to not suck. And when two teams battle to not suck, sometimes you get a good game. Sometimes you really do. But then I heard that Joe Flacco was named the starting quarterback for the Jets. And I lost all interest in this football game. I mean, 100% all interest. I am not locked into it. If Mike White was gonna play, if Zach Wilson was gonna play, sure. But you're gonna give me, and I love you, Joe. Man, I love you. I rode that Baltimore Ravens team to a Super Bowl. I was I was I was cheering for you every second of the way. Ray Lewis's last ride. Give me some Ed Reed. You know, you were amazing. One of my favorite players of all time. Anquam Bolden had a touchdown in that Super Bowl. It was fantastic. You were awesome, Joe. But that wasn't that was like 10 years ago, dude. You're like 38 and bad. You're not very good. You're a backup. You're a backup. And Robert Sala, you signed Joe Flacco when Zach got hurt, or actually after Mike White got hurt, right? Because you needed someone to come in and to be a backup. To be a backup. Not to start against a Miami defense who is feeling themselves off a demolishing of a former NFL MVP. Now you're going to start Joe freaking Flacco? Listen, Sala, what are you doing? Start Mike White. Just start him. He's, he's he's better. He's got a better arm. He's more athletic. He's a better chance to win. So you got demolished last week by the Bills. You're the Jets, Sala. You're the Jets. You're going to get blown out every other week. fuck are we doing starting Joe Flacco? You know how much it pisses me off? Oh, I was actually interested in this game. Now, I have zero interest. Lost all interest. Fucking now I'm upset. Saints and Eagles. This game, though, I think would be pretty good. Make up for this bullshit Joe Flacco in here. Saints and Eagles. I think Eagles win this game. Did you know the Eagles now only have one more road game? They get to play all their games except for one at home from now on. And I think next week is their road game. So it's pretty much just all home from here on. And these players get to know that they don't have to go on the road, they get to sleep in their own bed. Every single week. That's a boost. That's a plus. That is a definite plus for the Eagles who are trying to make something happen. Maybe kind of sneak in the playoffs here. They're going to squeeze in. You know, the NFC is open. So is the AFC. But they got the Saints coming in. um, And look, Trevor Simeon, I just don't think he's it. You know, and I, I I, I think the Saints need to have a little more Taysom Hill. As much as I don't think Taysom Hill is it, maybe just mix him up a little bit more. I think he should. Sean, just go crazy, bro. Just pretend like you're in fucking two lane, running a two quarterback system with a great running back behind you. I know you don't have really any wide receivers to throw to, but just you could come up with some shit. Right now, I don't think it's working. I don't trust the Saints right now. I just don't. Their defense is good and they will play hard, but they're they're getting old, older. You know, Cam Jordan's getting older. They got some pieces, a little hurt. You know, how are they going to fare towards the end of the season? how are they going to fare when their offense can't score and they're going to be on the field a lot of the time and it's weird to say that a Sean Payton offense can't score but that's what we might have and I, I just from every other in a couple of weeks they might only put up like 10-13 points have to force the defense to win this football game for them I don't think I trust the Saints I mean the Eagles are coming off of I don't know how a win I don't know how they keep winning they're gritty they're tough they run the ball really 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 well and when Jalen Hurts you know, he, I don't think he throws the ball particularly well. I think it's better than I thought it was going to be. But he's still dynamic with his legs. As long as he doesn't turn the ball over, he's dynamic. he, can, he can, He's productive. He can be productive. His legs, his arms. I just, I think the Eagles probably win this game at home. It would be a big win for him. Big win. And the Saints, I don't want to see the Saints go down. If they lose this game, might start the big skid for them. I mean, they still got the Buccaneers again and they beat the Bucks every time they play them. So we'll probably chalk, chalk that up for another win. But, man, I, I think it'd be tough for either one of these teams. Whoever loses this game, it's going to be tough for them in the NFC for the year on stretch trying to make that play that seven-seed playoffs. All right, let's transition over to the late games. Like I said earlier, very angrily, frustration. Only three. Only three late games. No problem, Roger. I guess we'll just twiddle our thumbs when all three – inevitably go to commercial at the same time on your red zone and have to listen to Andrew Siciliano talk about the early games and shit I've heard for four times because you don't have a fourth game. The fourth game is so crucial, folks. If you're not a red zone, if you don't watch the red zone, you don't understand this. Also, if you don't watch the red zone, y- y- that shame on you. That's a crime against humanity. Get yourself the red zone, ladies and gentlemen. It's on everything. You don't have to get direct TV to get spend fucking $800 a month like I do. No, no, get yourself a nice – just log in. You can fucking get it. You can stream it on the NFL. Get yourself the red zone. Let's dive into these late games. Bengals-Raiders in Las Vegas. Raiders got destroyed by the Chiefs last Monday night. I mean just throttled, 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 throttled. And looked like Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs offense. Kind of came back to life. The Raiders (sighs) – I'm excited for this football game. I really, really am because I love seeing Joey B and Derek Carr. I love watching both of these guys play quarterback. Jamar Chase has been an absolute superstar. Josh Jacobs, he's fun to watch. You know, other than that, I mean, Brian Edwards on, on, on the Raiders. But now that Ruggs is gone, I think you're really going to see it affect this offense. Is Deshaun Jackson going to come up and be the guy? I don't know. He picked up a fumble and went the wrong way on Monday night. So, mm, my my uh, pointing no on that, okay? Pointing no that he's not going to step up and be that guy. That you need to take the defense. I'm mean, Now, he can still take the top off of defense. I just don't know how the Raiders are going to be for the rest of the season. Interim head coach, an absolute tragedy like Henry Ruggs. So players are still trying to. Josh Jacobs, I saw, I read a story today. He tries to, he tries to be in contact with, with with Henry Ruggs every day. He 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 told Ruggs whenever you get a phone call, call me. He, I mean, how hard does it have to be for some for two players that spent three years in college together at the same school? And then got drafted to the same team a year apart. Got to play with each other for a year and a half. And now the dude's in prison. Fuck, dude. I'm getting goosebumps and feeling terrible for Josh. Because the feeling that he has to have. The feeling that this Raiders team have to have now. And each loss is just going to keep piling it on. It's going to pile it on. It's going to pile it on. It's going to pile it on. Fuck, I feel heavy right now. I feel heavy. Just talking about this. I'm slumping over my chair more. The weight. I can feel the emotions, just everything that's going through that Raiders organization right now. Fuck. I mean, fuck. I think the Bengals come in and they they get it done. I think the Raiders lose another one here. I just, you know, I would like the Raiders. I don't know if I'd like the Raiders. I want the Bengals to make the playoffs, actually. I kind of predicted them to be worse to first in a way, you know, make a playoff run. But I don't really want to see either one of these teams lose. I don't. The Bengals are on a little bit of a skid. They got to get it back. They had a heart. Uh, both teams are right. They both had a hot start, but the the Raiders just so much turmoil, just so much bullshit, so much crazy nonsense going on. If Derek Carr was not the quarterback of this team, I don't, I I don't think they'd win another game for the rest of the year. That's just, and that's not because Derek Carr is fantastic, which I do think he's good. He's somewhere between the 12th and 8th best quarterback in the league on any given week, but his leadership, his leadership. His competitive character, his character as a person, who he is inside, that's what's keeping this Raiders team together. And, you know, as long as he's there and he's playing well, the Raiders have a chance to win the football game. But uh, I can just see this season really taking a drastic turn. And it can start here. I mean, they can lose back-to-back home games. And that would just – that might be the tipping point. And uh, a lot of these players might just feel it. They're going to go into Week 12, what, losing the last three out of four Not feeling very good, not not much confidence, knowing that their coach got fired, which I'm sure some of them probably don't give a fuck. Some of them probably hated John Gruden, right? But it's still a lot of shit to deal with, questions all the time. And then Henry Ruggs, who I'm sure is on the mind of every single player that's on this football team. It's going to be tough. I think Joe Burrow and this team comes into the Raiders. They get back on track. They need to get back on track. It's a must. It's a must. You got to stay up with this division here. Okay, the Steelers, they just tied. The Ravens, they lost. The Bengals, they want to win this division. You gotta start winning football games. You gotta start winning these games here. Cowboys at the Chiefs, Foxes, game of the week. Give me some joy. Give me some joy. Huh? Give me some Joe. Give me some Troy. See, I put their names together. I made Joy. Troy. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Give me some of those two. Give me some Mahomes. Give me some Dak Prescott. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Maybe might be back this week. You know, Tony Pollard in the backfield is running hard. Zeke Elliott looks like he's got some fresh legs. You got two powerhouses here. Should be. I mean, when you say that, it's. I mean, you got two powerhouse brands going into Arrowhead. Cowboys having a hell of a season, ladies and gentlemen. They got their ass kicked, ass kicked by the, by the Denver Broncos. Then the next week at home, they said, you know what? We're just going to roll you. And they rolled Atlanta. Rolled them. It was 35 to nothing at one point. The Chiefs. Matt Mahomes got 10 interceptions this year. He had seven last year, seven total. He has 10 already this year. Not going good, right? Lose, they had a losing record for most of the season, but now they're back in it. They're five and four. They're looking good. They just came off of a huge win against the Raiders where Mahomes threw five touchdowns. Kelsey had eight catches for a buck. Tyreek Hill had like six catches for almost a buck and two TDs. They are, they are kind of seeming like they're back to the Chiefs, but their defense is horrid. They're not really there. Not much pass rush. Now, that defense looked better against the Raiders. I think they might be doing – Spags might be doing something different here with this team. They need to because this Dallas Cowboys team is legit. They are rocking and rolling. They, they had a little stumble in Denver. I don't know how much they're going to stumble now. This They're a legit team. Dak Prescott and this offense is rolling. Their offensive line, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper. You get Michael Gallup back. Jarwin's playing his ass off. I like this team. On the defense side of the ball, Mika Parsons is changing the game. Diggs has got interception every freaking week. I I I think the Cowboys win this game. And I, I would not be surprised if they win it by, I don't know, two possessions. They might win it by two scores. I, I, I like the Chiefs. And in, in Arrowhead, I don't know if I would have said that. But this Cow- there's something about it. When I look at this game, something about this Cowboys team, I think they might jump up and get this Chiefs team. Uh, and last... Late game, Cardinals at the Seahawks. Now, historically, this is a good game. And historically, the Arizona Cardinals win in Seattle. And Seattle wins in Arizona. That's how it's been almost the entire time Russell Wilson's been on the Seattle Seahawks. Still don't know if Kyler's going to play. Still don't know if D-Hop is going to play. Hopefully, they'll both be back for the Cardinals. They need them in this game. Russell Wilson had a horrid game against, against the Packers last week. Probably rushed himself back, even though it was a miracle how he's able to throw a football. I think he's got another week to practice. He's got to sit in there. He's got to be at home. Get, 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 he gets a divisional opponent coming in. That is a little banged up, too. I don't I don't know if I expect to see much fireworks in this game, but I expect to see this game to be physical. I expect a lot of physicality in this game. And, these, and they always are when these two teams play. Always is a physical matchup. Not a lot of high scoring a lot of the time. And something crazy usually happens. Remember last year? Buda Baker had picked off Russell Wilson at three yard line. Looked like he was going to the house. DK Metcalf hawks his ass down at like the 10. That was insane. And then they held him to a field goal. See shit like that happens in this football game. It always does that. The catch that wasn't a catch in Seattle four years ago, Larry's catch. It wasn't a catch. And then it was a catch. And that was, that was when we were trying to decide, okay, what's a catch and what's not. To, it was insane and nuts. I'm excited for this football game as a Cardinals fan. I want to get back in the wind call. Clearly, I want to beat Seattle. I want to get to eight wins. And Kyler to get back and deop to get back. I just don't know if they are. Kyler says he's almost there. Hopkins, I think, isn't going to play. I don't think the Cardinals are going to see Hopkins again until week 13, maybe. Maybe week 12. Maybe next week. I don't think he's in there this, this week. I think they just try to ease him through. And especially if they win this week, I don't know if he's back until week 13. I think he takes week 12 off. I think he takes week 12 off. And then they come back. So we'll see. I think this game, you know, I expect Russ to be a lot better. I expect Russell Wilson to play a lot better. It is a tough matchup. Historically, he's played really well in this matchup. Kyler, this is kind of be going to be his first year where he's kind of the guy in this matchup against Russell Wilson. Now they beat him last year, right? And he played pretty well. And, but they didn't, I think they're, so he's one in three, right? Kyler's one in three against Seattle in his career. Only has one win against him. But, I don't know. Kyler's kind of the guy now. We'll see what we got going on. Seahawks are playing not good football. Defense is bad. The Arizona Cardinals, if they can just get back, if they can just get healthy, they can just give me a goose goosefraba here. Give me some Martin Lawrence rubbing on the earlobes. All right, little goose goosefraba. Kyler gets back in. I think they can win this football game. They get to 8-2. and two. And them and Tennessee Titans are on top of the league. Okay, Sunday night football. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers coming off of a tie against the Lions, going to LA face on the Chargers, Sunday night football, Chris Collinsworth and uh, Al Michaels, okay, you know, on paper, Big Ben should be back in this one, look, I have, I have definitely, definitely, definitely been hard on Big Ben this year, you know, but I've had my moments where I thought that, you know, and I've said some nice things about him, said he played some good games, you know, he's using his mind right this year, You know, in the off season, you know, did I did I throw some cheeseburger jokes out? Of course I did. But listen, people throw cheeseburger jokes at me all the time. I don't give a fuck. You wipe them off. When you're big like me and Big Ben, you eat cheeseburgers. So I mean, I can't, I can't, you know, can't fault the guy too much. But he's better than Mason Rudolph. (laughs) Okay, he is definitely better than Mason Rudolph. I didn't think there was gonna be that much a difference. Um, yeah, there is because Big Ben's in that game, they win it because his mind is better. How he he just knows football more. And I like Mason. I don't want to be too hard on the guy, right? He, I think he's a solid backup. Solid. Like he's okay. He's solid. You know, I'm not. I'm not probably gonna pay him like one and a half million. Yeah, he's okay. But Big Ben should be back. Chargers need a win, man. The Chargers need a win. They are just. They are not the same football team. And I, like I said last week, Brandon Staley and this in this offense, they need to get it going. They need to figure out what is going on. Why is Mike Williams only averaging 33 yards a game the last five games? Why hasn't Justin Herbert thrown for 300 yards in the last five games? And it's like 300 yards, but it's like, dude, come on, bro. You should be close to it. Like, at least in the last five games. Like, like how, how, like, Josh Allen doesn't go that far with throwing 250, you know, 5, 275, 300 yards. You Mahomes. What are we doing here? Like, this offense is clearly not clicking. Austin Eckler, something's not right there. This offensive line, Slater's playing good, and they're playing. They're not run-blocking very well. They're pass-blocking pretty – I mean, Slater is a fucking animal. Probably one of the best rookie tackles I have ever seen in my life and maybe ever in the NFL history. Go look at the dude. He's averaging one pressure every 29 dropbacks, folks. That's, that's pretty much one pressure a game. One pressure a game. He's given up one sack this year. That isn't come on. Like what? That dude is a monster. He's killing it. Killing it. But the Bolts, they gotta keep pace here in the AFC West. In the AFC as a whole. If they they want and I mean the Steelers too, let's let's not forget about the Steelers here, but the Colts and the Chargers, they gotta keep pace here with the Chiefs. The Raiders. The Broncos, they all write about the same rank. I think the Chiefs are now on top, right? Everybody else, the same record, I'm pretty sure. all 5 5 You gotta keep pace. You can't lose games on Sunday night at home against an offense who can't score. Even with Big Ben, they still can't really score. But what can the Steelers do? Play defense. Is T.J. Watt going to be in there? I still don't know. I think he he, he should be. I mean, from what I heard, it's optimistic. It's hopeful that he's going to be in there. I have not seen anything definite. That's a blow. But they still got Devin Bush. You know, they still got Mika Fitzpatrick. They got players all over the field. Hayward, they got players on. And it's going to be, they're going to make life a little tough here for Justin Urban and Austin The Chargers have got to find a way to overcome and beat an AFC defense like this Steelers team. They got to keep pace. They got to keep up the wins. They can't just lose like they have been. And the Steelers, you just tied with the Lions. You were in perfect position to get to seven wins. And you tied with the Lions. What are you doing? You know you fucked up. You need to win. I'm Tomlin. You should have won that game. If you win that game, you got a little more cushion for this game. Doesn't mean you don't. It doesn't mean, oh, it's okay if we lose this football game. No. But you got more cushion. Now you got a tie. Now you got a tie. And you're trying to win your division. You're trying to make a playoff push at the very least for a wild card. And now you got a tie in a team where you should have beat. And all your Steelers fans know you should have beat them. You just should have. You just played like shit. You just didn't want to win that game. Either the Lions. Nobody wanted to win. You were just both okay with tying or losing. Didn't matter. Steelers have gotta come and play some Steeler football this week. They just need to play old school physical Steeler football. Don't let Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams do their thing. Keep them down and then step on their throat, and that's because that's a Steeler way. That's just the other way. T.J. Watt or no T.J. Watt, have Devin Bush step on his throat. Have Mika Fitzpatrick eat Keenan Allen alive. That's what you need to do. That's what steeler football is, and they got to get back to it this week, and they need to get a win under the belt. All right, last game of the week, Monday Night Football. Giants going to Tampa Bay, facing off a Bucs team who I think is pretty pissed off, who I think is just disgusted. Disgusted with how they played against Washington. A team where they beat in the playoffs last year. Bruce Arians said it themselves that they looked stupid. They, they looked like they didn't know how they were playing. Tom Brady was, you could tell, furious, furious at the podium post-game. I think I think Brady Bucks, Brady in the Bucks, I think they want to put up 50. I think Brady says, fuck it. We're at home. Monday night football. I got Peyton and Eli calling my game. I'm putting up 50. I'm tired of this losing nonsense. We ain't going to lose to the Washington football team and then lose to the Gi- Giants. Not happening. We're not making stupid mistakes, stupid penalties. I think this Bucks team, they got to get it together here on the defense side of the ball. Tom Brady's got to get these guys working this week. And I think he will. I think he will. And for the Giants, they're just not a very good football team. Uh, they get Saquon back. But, I mean, is he going to be back? And do you want to play him Monday night? Against this Tampa Bay defense that has one of the best rush defense in the league, a kid that can't stay healthy, no, just let Devonte Booker play so I can put him in the flex. That's what, that's all you do. Just keep Saquon out another week. That's great. I need to win this week. This Giants, this Giants team, while at times they look like they could have it, majority of the time they don't have it. They just Daniel Jones just doesn't have it. This offense can't seem to. This offensive line can't seem to block anybody half the time. They, they do have some playmakers occasionally that make plays. Their defense, you know, they can fly around, but it just looks like they're lost. And I just don't know if Joe Judge has got it right now. This this team, like I, I talked about a couple weeks ago, you might just got to blow it up. You might just have to blow it up. Yeah, I think the Bucks they get back on track after stupid mistakes last week, after looking dumb and letting that tough Washington team run them over. They ran them over. I don't think the Buccaneers get run over this week. I think they run, run over the Giants. righty, let's get into the bets of the week. Um, listen, last week it wasn't very good for me. Went one and three one in one and three, right? Because I did I did four bets last week. One and three. Worst week of the season. Uh <laughs> definitely, definitely the worst week of the season. But hey, we're still 20, 12, and one on the year, folks. 20, 12, and one. I'm gonna take that. And we got three bets this week that I really like. I really, really like them. And to me, they are head-scratching lines. And whenever I see a head-scratching line, I, I, I got I to gotta buy. Got to buy. So let's start with the first head-scratcher. Colts at the Bills. I think I've talked about this four or five times on this podcast already. The Bills are favored by a touchdown at home. I get it. They're at home off of a huge win. Against the Jets? You just lost to Jacksonville the week before and played like shit the week before that. And now you're going to get, you're going to give me seven points with a potential playoff team, playoff defense for sure, a, a hot, a hot offense coming in. You're going to give me seven for a team that lost to Jacksonville nine to six, two weeks ago, but I don't give a fuck how they beat the Jets last week. And you know, no Bill, every Bill's fan, you shouldn't care either. You should not care that you destroyed the Jets. That does not matter. You, didn't, you did not get into this season. This season is not for you to win two games against the Jets. This season is for you to win a Super Bowl, for you to beat teams like the Colts that come into your house, not for you to beat the Jets. And the Buffalo Bills, the last four weeks, they've played like dog shit, and I'm including last week because it doesn't matter. Last week doesn't matter. If you think it matters as a Bills fan, you're delusional. You are delusional if you think that game actually matters. Now, if you now it could get you back on track, maybe get some mojo back, but you can easily lose this game to the Colts because you because you overlooked the, how how great you played in the Jets game, right? Oh, we played so great, we're just gonna get it back. No, I don't know if you are. I still see a lot of struggles. I saw a lot of struggles in the first half, and I know you Bills fans did too. And I know you finally started getting it going, but I gotta, i I love the Colts here. Getting seven. I get seven with a playoff-worthy defense, with a, t- with, uh, with a quarterback who, when he doesn't turn the ball over, is fantastic. With a run game that's the best in the league. I just, and you got Michael Pittman Jr. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the seven all day. And folks, I'm gonna tell you, this is gonna go down. People are gonna start pounding the Colts here, especially once they start hearing that I'm on it. I mean, everyone's gonna start throwing money on it. So I love the Colts in this spot. It doesn't mean, look. The Bills can still win this football game. But I'm taking the seven for the Colts. No way. This is ridiculous. This is this, this bet is the second most ridiculous bet I've seen all year. The first one was the Steelers getting six and a half at Buffalo. So the two most ridiculous bets I've seen the entire season are both against the Bills. They are over, over hyped and favored in this football game. Give me the Colts. Packers at, Washington, uh, at Vikings, I almost said Washington. I don't know why. Packers at Vikings, they're a one-and-a-half point favorite in Minnesota. Give me the one-and-a-half. I'm going to swallow that. That's pretty much like saying, are the Packers going to win this football game? That's all it is because they're going to win by at least two. I don't see them winning by one point. they win by at least a field goal here. So I'm going to swallow the one-and-a-half. I think they went end up winning by maybe 10 to 14 points. I like the Packers this week a lot. They're going to come in there. are going to come in hot. Now this Vikings team has been playing good. But I get one and a half. Packers win this football game. If they win by three, sure, I, I, I still get it. One and a half? I I just uh, how undervalue are 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 you are you valuing the Packers right now, Vegas? One and a half? That's I, I that's a little mind it's mind boggling to me. You know, two and a half, maybe three. Okay, one and a half points against the Vikings team, who I do think is better than the record says. But one and a half? Fuck that, dude. I'm taking that all day, all over one and a half for the Packers this week. Cowboys, last one. Cowboys at Chiefs. Cowboys are two and a half point underdog at Arrowhead. Two and a half points. I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna take them. I'm taking the Cowboys against the Chiefs. Give me the two and a half. Right? I think shit. I would like it better if it's three. I haven't put the bet in on this one. I think the Chiefs are gonna get some more love this week. I think this line actually goes up to three, and when it goes up to three, folks, if you see this line at three for the Cowboys, put your money on it, because at the very least, you're going to push. At the very least, the Chiefs win this game by three points, and you push, but if this runs up to three and not two and a half, that's why I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting until Sunday morning. The other two, I'm not waiting. Don't wait on the other two, because those are going to go up. This one, I think, has a chance to go the other way. And I think the Cowboys have a chance to get another point. I think a lot of the betters are going to be – it's in it's in Arrowhead. You know, the Chiefs coming off a big win. Mahomes is back. This Chiefs is back. The Cowboys are going to be the Cowboys. Uh, I want them to do that. I want everybody in the entire world to bet on the Chiefs so that this line on Sunday changes to three. And if I can get it three and a half because that many people are betting on the Chiefs, oh boy, I'll start celebrating early. But there we go. Bets of the week colts plus seven at buffalo packers i'm eating the, uh, the one and a half against the vikings and the cowboys give me the two and a half hopefully it goes to three on sunday against the chiefs baby bets of the week lock them in all righty ladies and gentlemen i think that's gonna go ahead and do it for me today beautiful friday morning podcast loved recording in the morning had a little cup of coffee early sat outside enjoyed the 61 degrees it was beautiful kind here banged out this podcast. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it went pretty good. Hope everyone enjoys listening to it. Have a great rest of your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Fantastic slate of football to come. Enjoy some little college football. It's coming down to the wire here. College football is getting there. You know, a lot of twists and turns this year in college football. So enjoy your Saturday. Enjoy your Sunday. Hopefully these games are just absolutely fantastic. Let's see what happens at Monday night game. I'll talk to you after that. Have a great weekend. See you.